uh, week two of, of Love Story, week two, and, and probably the most difficult week to share um, because it's about dating and courtship. And we live in an era, right, where we, who are you, Zalvin, to tell me what to do or what not to do? And I know, it, we are in that era, and who am I? I'm, I'm just a guy sharing the word. I probably don't know your personal life that good to have a say. But I do know who have a say, and it is still God. And church, he still knows better than MTV, right? Oh, that's an old reference because MTV doesn't exist anymore. Anyway, he still, he, he still knows better than Spotify, that's a reference. Anyway, anyway, we're in the dating scene, and, and if you're new here, we, we're going verse for verse through the songs of Solomon, uh, an incredible book in the Bible, and, and probably uh, the most sensitive message that I need to uh, communicate tonight, because we, we do live in that era. And it's interesting, the dating scene. If you, live, uh, if you read the studies about dating and, and how courtship how people went about their courtship, how they went about their dating. Uh, Barna suggests, which is a study group, a, a Christian study group, they, they suggest 1920, that's, that's now 100 years, 102 years ago, the dating scene for the world started to change. Prior to that, Barna suggests most dating and, and, and the way people went about their dating was based on a biblical principle. But after 1920, the world started to change and, and giving new meaning to what dating ought to be and not to be and how we should go about dating and, and, and not. And again, it can be sensitive because who am I to tell you how to date and not to date? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. But I, what I want to share with you tonight is what God's word is saying. What his word is saying. And, and we're going verse by verse through the book of Solomon. And, and they are in courtship moment. They are in this dating phase. And it brings about seasons. And that's what we're going to talk about is the seasons that we go through. Especially the seasons when we are dating. So when you're married or if you're married here tonight, please, please, please don't check out. Don't check out. There's some stuff in here that we can go and work on again and again and go back to just to even better our relationship with our spouses and, and just become more, uh, become better friends with our spouses. So please don't check out. So we, we're in this book and, and here's our key verse. Uh, Sol, Song of Solomon, chapter one, verse one to three says, Solomon's Song of Songs, just meaning out of all the songs, he wrote over a thousand songs. This one is the best, the best of the best. The Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, meaning the best of them all. And it's steamy from the get-go. It says, let, me kiss, uh, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is more delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfume. And I know it doesn't make sense, but, but what she's saying, your name, pleasing is the fragrance of your perfume. Your name is like perfume poured out to me. Meaning this guy, she's talking about a guy, he has good character. He has good character. He's a, he has a great name. Nobody bathed in that, those days. 
or at least once every fortnight. So if, if they smelled nice, they had money. Second reference, if she says your name is like perfume, meaning it's, it's, it's expensive, it's, it's dear, it's, it's a good name. Your name, like perfume, poured out. No wonder the maidens love you. No wonder all the girls, they like you. They love you. Anyway, let's pray on that note. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that, oh, Lord, your word is not even boring, and we can enjoy it. And thank you for uh, just the opportunity to share your word, and I pray, Lord, may you just be, bless us with your word, and, and may we walk here out just refreshed in what your word is saying to us tonight. We pray it in Jesus' name, and everyone says, amen. So we're in this dating moment, and, and I also know this to be true that it can be difficult. Courtship can be difficult, and it can also be difficult, especially when you're the single one in your group, right? And, and, and I, I really want to encourage you, if you're single and a long time single, single already, um, I want to encourage you, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. And I know it can be difficult, especially if, if you get to weddings, Right? And you're single, and, and there's a there's an auntie there who's who's much older than you, and, and she walks to you, and she's like, "You're next," like, and you know, there's not even someone in the pipeline. How can I be next? It's frustrating, isn't it? What what do we do with those aunties? Do you know? At the next funeral, you're next. No, don't do it. It's bad. Oh, don't do it. Don't don't don't. That was a, we're gonna cut that out right out. Of, <laughs> Here's the thing about dating, and, and especially in our world today. Our world today. Boy meets girl. They go for a movie. They enjoy the movie. They get something to eat along the way. Then they have a lot of money, so they stop at Macca's, uh, get, a, get a milkshake maybe, have a milkshake together after the movie. I really like her. She likes him. Girl asks, boy, do you want to stay over? What happens? Yes, stays over. They go there. And then they go on until boy meets another girl. Maybe a prettier one or a nicer one. I don't know. Leaves this girl, new girl. What happens? They go on a date. They go watch a movie, have something to eat. Boy asks girl, want to stay over? And we play house house together. Until that day, when boy meets special girl, right? Special girl. Ended up marrying. A few years down the line, it's a divorce. Why? It's probably because this phrase comes true in most of our lives. is We play like we practice. We play like we practice. And I know there's situations out of our control and, 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 and situations that hurt us, and, and that's probably not your story here tonight. But if you're single and you've never been married yet, and, and you want to hear the courtship story and how God asks us how to go about our business, especially when it comes to the dating scene, is we play like we practice. But it's probably the one phrase the one phrase that we struggle with, 
I mean, it, 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 it's good advice when it comes to our money and how, we, how we're going to spend our money and use our money when we're still young. We, we're going to save up. We're going to play like we practice. We're going to practice to save little bit by little bit. Uh, once, once God is entrusting us with little money, we're going to save a bit. And, and our work, we go about it with our work. We, we play like we practice. But probably the one scene where, where we don't want to where we don't want to implement God's principle is probably in the in the area of courtship, and and that's why it is difficult because Zalvin, we do you know that we live in 2022? Some things ain't relevant anymore, and and we don't do stuff like they used to do it, and my grandma used to do it. And, and, and I know uh, the Bible is, is an ancient book maybe, but I, I still believe it's relevant church for today. God still knows better than Spotify and everybody out there that's from the world. And that is what sets us apart as Christians. And, and, and it's probably difficult to hear, I know. But I want to remind you before we go on uh, of our, our ground rules for this sermon series. Is, is number one, number one, you listen for yourself. No elbowing. No, that you hear the preacher there. Second rule is you're probably going to get discouraged. But have faith because God can make all things new, church. He can make all things new. You maybe have overstepped the line already and says, I've been there, done that, got, hopefully not the t-shirt, but you know what I mean. Hey, hey, don't get discouraged because God can make everything brand new. Such grace. That's who he is. And I want to encourage you in that space. I want to share a verse with you. And it's probably in this series the only time I, I deviate from Scripture, from out of the book of Song of Solomon. And it, it's this verse. It's Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. It says the following. There is a time for everything and a season for every, uh, for every activity under heaven. There's a time for Everything. There's a time for everything. And that's probably brings me to the title for tonight. It's there's a season for everything. Even in your courtship moment, even in your dating scene, even in your marriage, there's a season for everything. There's a season for everything. Read with me, and we're going to start again where we finished off last week. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 8, it says the following, and, and it's, she's speaking here for a moment. She says, listen, listen, my lover, look, here he comes, leaping across the mountains, bounding over the hills. My lover is like a gazelle or a young stag. And then she says, look, she's actually screaming to whoever she's talking. She says, look at him. Look at that hottie with a body. <laughs> He's such a good looking guy. And then she says, there he stands behind our wall, gazing through the window. She's not saying he's a peeping Tom, right? That would be weird. But she's just saying there he is through the window, peering through the lattice. My lover spoke and said to me, 
And then he starts to speak and he says, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me. Look at the language that's being used here. And, and that brings me to our first point and our first season, especially in courtship. It's the season of perfection. The season of perfection. You're in that moment where everything feels perfect. Isn't it that way? I mean, if, if, you, if you meet that guy that, that, that just makes your knees go jelly and just wants to, I mean, if you, everything is just perfect. And, and that's the language that she uses here is, is, is look, my lover is a gazelle. I mean, who references that? My lover is a gazelle, a young stag. Look, exclamation mark. Look at him. He's such a perfect bloke. Mm. And, and, and she's in that moment where everything, everything is just perfect. And that's, that's sometimes the trap that we fall, uh, fall into is everything is perfect, especially in the beginning. And, and I bet you the married couples can say it's not true. It's, it's like being here tonight or maybe joining church. For, it's so perfect. There's, there's perfect harmony. Everybody loves each other at church. It's so perfect. Especially if you're new. Or if you join a new work, the first two or three weeks, oh, it's great. How's it going at work? Oh, I love it. I just love it. Why? Because you're in that season. You're, you're so madly in love that, that everything is just, perfect but there is some rules in this season that we need to apply especially to the young people in the room and the signal people in the room there's some rules that we need to implement in our lives especially in this season and the first rule that 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 we need to implement is limit your time together if, if you're currently just seeing that boy and, and just starting to text him and, and, and it's your first date and, or your second date and, and you're telling your mom about him and he's so perfect. She's standing there at the door, the kitchen sink, and she goes, mm-hmm, mm, you wait. You just wait. No man is perfect. And, and she, why? She speaks from experience. But what do we do in, in that season, especially in the dating scene? How, how do we go about it, especially in the Christian dating scene? And, and how God comes and, 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 and what, what he wants from us in, in this season. One is limit your time together. It's a good feeling. Don't get me wrong. It's a good feeling. That, that, that butterfly effect, it's a great feeling. It's just the wrong time. To have too much time together, especially in that moment. What, what do I do, Zalvin? You, but I want to go out with him. Just go out with him in groups. Get your cell group around you and, and limit your time alone together. I remember my, my grandma told me a story. And, and, and just for reference sake, my grandma is a full-blown, full-on Italian lady. Right? She lived and she lived in Africa. So you, you have this Italian lady who could cook up a storm. She was the king of the broom, right? There, there weren't a leaf anywhere in sight when she was there. And, and, and she really, she reminded me of that bold guy on Cool Runnings. 
So if you, if you want, she just didn't take any nonsense of nobody, especially her children, my dad. So one day my dad brought a girl home and we, they, the, I remember the story so vividly and, and she told me, and it's probably because of the lesson that she uh, tried to teach us as, as young kids, but dad brought a girl home and they were smooching on the washing machine. He's smooching this girl in the wash-up room. Grandma comes in. And I'm not sure if you know Italian ladies. They don't care who's in front of them. She pulls dad off this young girl. They were in their teens, tweens, maybe early, early 20s, late 18, 19s. Pulls him off. She tells the girls, you, tells the girl, not the girls, girl, girl, go wait outside, young lady. Dad stands there. She pulls back. She knocks him all over the, 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 the washing machine. He lies there. It's blood all over his face. And she says, she says to the young girl, you go home and tell your mum that I'm raising a boy. And if he can't t- uh, keep his hands off a young lady, he's not worthy to be your boyfriend. Go home, young girl. He's going to learn a lesson today. That's my grandma. Full on Italian. Africa blood. Didn't take any nonsense. Dad's lip is, is just, I mean, we are Italian. We have crooked noses, but he's extra crooked. <laughs> Tells us the story. Grandma, but why? But why? And I remember this word, you're going to date by my rules in my house. And God has some rules. And, and she, I remember this story, and, and, and I remember this lesson is, is he's too young to handle his own feelings at this stage of his life. And he needs to surround himself with people. He can't see this girl alone until I can trust him with, him, with her alone. It's such a good life lesson, especially for us, because the feeling is not wrong. Don't get me wrong. The feelings that we get is not wrong. It's just the timing. Because we're in a season of perfection. And she's saying this about this guy of of Solomon. Look at this stag. She's going gaga over him. I'm not sure if that's a word. But she, that's just right feeling, wrong time. And how do we handle this season? Is we limit our time together. Secondly, we we limit our talk to each other. And, and one day, when, when Mijan grows up, she's my middle, middle daughter, uh, middle child, she's a, she's, she's, she's a young girl, and, and Limay, we, we have two daughters, when, when they grow up, I, I definitely want to see the boyfriend that's getting into our house, because there's going to be some rules. There's going to be some rules, and they're going to limit their talk, because, boy, you're going to take her out one day, but don't you dare tell her you love her first date. Don't you dare break her heart with your words. Why? Because you don't love, you don't even know what love is yet. You're too young, you're in the season of perfection. And we sometimes go, I love you. No, you don't. You're in love maybe, and there's some feelings going, but you're going to limit your talk. Don't, Don't say something that you're not able to sustain in the long run. That is important, church. That is important. Not just do we need to 
to, to um, limit our, our talk, we also need to limit our touch. Because you're going, you're going to want to touch. You're going to want to touch. It, it's, it's, the, the feeling is not wrong, again. It's just the season that's wrong. It's a season of perfection. And, and, and that it's not going away. But it is important how you treat that lady hey, to the young men. And I only see a bit of there, there. Some of them are married. It's important how you treat that girl. Because she's not your wife yet. And she's probably someone else's wife. And I want to encourage you tonight. Treat her like you would have loved or would love your wife one day would have been treated. Be that guy that treat that young lady in the same manner that you would love that your wife would be treated. I'm not even sure if my English comes out right. It's bad grammar maybe, but good theology. Thanks. Treat her that way. That, that's respect, that, that, that just tells her you respect her. You respect her for who she is. And, and I know that the, the feelings is out there. And, and, and especially to the parents in the room. Don't, don't, please don't reduce the, their feelings. You're going to, what's the word? You're going to alienate yourself from your children. Don't, don't make it as if the feelings is not there. It's there. But you do have a choice if you're going to act on that feeling or not. Don't act on those feelings yet. It is there. It is a good thing. Just the wrong season that we are in. We have to recognize it. It's there. Just don't entertain those feelings. Verse 11. See, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear, speaking about the season. Flowers appears on the earth. The seasons of singing has come. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. Verse 14, my dove is the cliffs of the rock in the hiding place on the mountainside. Show me your face. Let me hear your voice for your voice is sweet. And your face is lovely. She's speaking about the season that's, that's coming to pass. The winter season has come to pass. And, and it's a new season. And, and, and it's important to speak about the season. Because it's a season of preparation. There's a season of perfection. And I know your, your legs uh, Go, just goes away from you. you, you're so madly in love and you're blind and everything is perfect. But there needs to be a season of preparation. There needs to be a, a season of preparation. Because see, your, your spring season will be determined about, by the preparation you've done in the winter. Your spring will be determined. It's, it's when I grew up, I, I did a lot of jobs, right, uh, as, a, as a young student. And one of, my jo- well, one of my jobs was I was putting in glass. My granddad had a glass company, and it's not like today. You had putty, right, and you had turpentine, and, and it stinked like hell. Uh, and you had to mix it and then cut it and put it in the glass and another put anything anyway that that was one of my jobs as as a student growing up second job that I had was at a nursery right plants 
didn't know anything about plants except that I had to carry these bags with, with three numbers on it and it was like fertilizer for grass. And it has these three numbers on it and, and, and something I've, I've learned there is, is this three numbers. The first number is nitrogen. That determines the, the green, the amount of green that you're going to get out of your grass. So if it's high, it's high in nitrogen, green, green grass, right? And then the second middle number is, is phosphate. I think in English, that's the word. And, and that determines the strength and gives, gives food to the roots of your grass. And, and then you have potassium, which is just the overall um, um, fertilizer for your grass in, in, in overall. Uh, but one thing that I've learned at this nursery is, is, is that in the winter, the middle number has to be higher. Why? Because in the winter, you need to to give food to the roots so that it can grow stronger so that you can experience a greener um, spring. And your spring is determined by the work that you're going to put in. And, and, and she's referencing that the winter is past. The doves is starting to cooing. And, and, and she says, my dove in the clefts of the rock, in the hiding places on the mountainside, show me your face. She's saying, listen, our season is coming. You were preparing. And, and she's speaking about this season. And if you're in that season, I have a couple of things for you to do in that season. If you're in a season of preparation, number one, what do we do in that season? Is we become the right person. We don't look for the right person. In the dating scene, we become the right person. Do not search for him. We become that person. He's, he, church, he's, he's not your soulmate. We, 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 we don't place our hope on him. He's not our soul, uh, <laughs> soulmate. God gives that to us and, and God fulfills that role in us. But we do need to enter a season to become the right person. And in the Jewish culture, what happened was uh, uh, if, if, if they meant to, to, to marry each other, the man would have gone away. He would have gone away to go and prepare a house. And his dad would, would kept an eye on the house. And he, and he went to prepare a house. And he built a house. Once the house was ready, once the preparation work was done, then he could come back to get his bride. But with that preparation season, he also had the groomsmen. Why? It's not just, we don't have groomsmen just for the photos, church. I know that is our culture now. But the groomsmen were actually there and they had swords with them. Why? Because they guarded the groom. They were his groomsmen, guarded him. If, if, if a lady come close to him that's not his fiance, they would draw the sword. What are you doing? If someone else has threatened him, they would draw the sword and, hey, what are you doing? And, and I guess that's so important for us to have friends around us, especially in the preparation season, is to, is to, to help us become the right person. That's why I want to encourage you, especially if you're young, go out in your circle of friends. Make sure your friends know what you are up to. 
Don't, don't fall for the trap of the devil. Make sure you have friends that knows your life and, and, and speaks into your life. And, and make sure there's people that's in your life that looks out, out after you. That, that especially with, with, with not just the, the groomsmen, they were bridesmaids as well. Why? They protected her. No boy is coming into this room, especially if you're not her future husband. They protected each other. That's why friends and godly friends is so important. It helps us prepare church for the season to come. Secondly, the season of preparation. If we're in this season, we don't fall in love. We walk in love. Why do people call it we fall in love as if love is a ditch? It's not. We, we walk in love. Love is a choice. And we lead by choices. Choices lead, feelings follow. Church, love is hard work. We walk in love. And to the married couples, we walk in love. Meaning it's always preparation. Season, seasons come and go, I know. But we walk in love. We choose to love our spouse. If you're not married yet and you're wondering how married life is, this is what it's not, right? It is not every day, every day, lovey-dovey. You, you don't go, get, get to your home and go, oh, my wife is there. She's going to love me with everything in her. And she's going to give it to me tonight. Why? Because there's kids. Kids is hard work. Kids is tiring. And I don't want to do with anybody today. You can have the kids tonight. I'm going. Why? It's, it's, it's hard work. Married life is hard work. And just because, and I said it two weeks ago or last week, just, just because there's, there's no fire in the fireplace doesn't make the fireplace a bad fireplace. We have to go and chop off the wood and, and the trees to get some wood to get, to get the love burning every time. Just because the, hey church, the grass is greener on the other side because your neighbor has a higher water bill. He's taking care. It takes work. We walk in love. We choose to love. We choose to lay down our lives and say, hey, I'll take the kids. You can watch a movie. I know. We are not in the mood every time, 24-7, except the men. Maybe. Sometimes. It, it, we walk in love, meaning we're going to walk together. It's hard work. It's, but we're going to take this step together. We, we choose to love each other. And, and, and we don't let our feelings lead us. We lead our feelings by our choices we make. Choices lead, feelings follow. You can't let your feelings lead you because then it's going to disappoint you. We walk in love. We walk in love. And also in the season of preparation, we fix all our hopes and dreams on God. Nobody can complete you except the Lord. Don't go, don't go look for that person that's going to complete you. Because if he can complete you, he can destroy you as well. 
We fix our hope and our dreams on God. God, I know the right person is out there for me. But in this season of preparation, I'm going to become the right person. And I'm going to trust you that that person finds me and I find that person by becoming the right person. This verse 15 says, Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. Now this is, hey James, you can come up so long. This is, um, this is as graphic as it gets. That is what she says. She says, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards are, that are in bloom. Meaning all this, they've done the preparation work. They've walked the walk. They've talked the talk. They are almost married, but they are not married yet. And she says, catch for us, for us the little foxes. Why? What did little foxes do? Little foxes in the vineyards go and, and, and steal and eat the fruit that's not ready yet. And this is as graphic as it gets. It's, it's taking something that's too early to take. It's, it's taking that innocence. It, it, it's sleeping together before the marriage. And that's what she says here. She says, catch for us that foxes. Don't let it happen to us. And, and I know there's, 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 a lot of, there's a lot of feelings that can just go up now. And I know you can maybe sit there and go, oh, too late what what now church don't get discouraged because Jesus can make all things brand new be a brand new version virgin in Jesus name in Jesus name I pray that you don't that that the devil don't come and remind you of your past because that's probably the only tactic that, he's, that he has. He, he's going to remind you of your past or remind you of your future. He doesn't want you to live in the now. If he reminds you of your past, you can remind him of, its, of his future, which is the burning hell of eternity. But don't get discouraged. You are made brand new in Jesus' name. If you walk out of this door, I'm praying that over your life. If the little foxes came too early, and stole your innocence. I want to say I'm sorry that it happened. But I also want to be the first to encourage you tonight that Jesus is making all things brand new for you as well. And she's speaking about a season of purity. Of purity. And it is important. It is important. We need to put stuff in place to catch those little foxes how, how do how do we walk in the season of purity Zalvin? number one we put parameters around our passions put a parameter around your passion hey those feelings are there we can't deny it put a parameter around it to the married men a beautiful lady still stays a beautiful lady. You can't deny it. She's going to walk past and you're going to want to look. I know. 
How do you know, Zalvin? Because I'm a man. We, we have passions. That lady is going to look at you across the desk. And you're going to go, oh, what's that? Passions. What do we do? We put parameters. It's like you, you don't go into the bush and just start a fire. You put a parameter around that fire. We do have the passions, but we put parameters around our passions. That's why it is important to have friends in your life who, who, lo- who looks after you and, and watches over you. For me personally, I'm, I'm a pastor, meaning I'm on a public stage, a public servant. People is looking. It's important what's happening on my phone. Why? Because the devil still wants to kill, still and destroy. That's why we put parameters. And my personal parameters, I have five friends that can log into any account of my accounts. Social media, wherever. They can go and watch. What are you up to? What are you looking at? They have it. Why? Parameters. It's important. Use family as a safeguard. But I don't have a family. You, you do have a church family. The men in the house, you have a church family that can hold you accountable. If you're struggling, if you're struggling with an addiction or stuff on your computer, get your church family around you as a safeguard. Pastors and friends and, and small group leaders. But embrace the season of purity. And lastly, let Jesus make all things new. Don't don't walk out here tonight and not give him the opportunity to make all things new. Purity was so important for her that a second time in verse 5 of chapter 3, she says, Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you by the gazelles and by the does of the field, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. Do not do it. Why? Because she wants to guard this purity. That's how important it is. It's important. But also it's important to stay pure in your marriage. Stay pure to your wife and to your husband. Don't act on those feelings. Put the parameters there. Put the family there. Safeguards. Why are you so passionate about it? See, um, I would much rather help you ahead of time than pick up the pieces afterwards. I've seen a lot of pieces over the last 12 years. And I'm getting more passionate about marriages every year. Every time I have to pick up pieces, I'm going to work harder in people's marriages and, and pray more for people. And the odds is actually against us, according to Barna study group. The odds is against us in our marriages. One in three end up in divorce. One in three. And that's why I'm so passionate to do a series every year on relationships. Because one in three fail. Not on our watch. We, we're going we're gonna to keep on whacking away, praying, investing in relationships and in marriages. Why? Because the odds is against us. 
you won't take that odd on uh, if that odds was against you when you need to choose a, a, a flight somewhere if I'm going to tell you hey one in three planes is going to fall who's getting on a plane if I tell you tonight one in three of those dinners are poisoned and it's going to kill you who's going to eat with us tonight why do we take that chance in the married life and that's why it's important church that we look after each other that we that we speak into each other's lives that we build the parameters that we safeguard with family because the, the world is screaming at us it's not going to make it that's not you, you're not going to make it. but 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 can we say and I can say this maybe the world is against us and maybe we are outnumbered and maybe the odds is against us and maybe we, we're going into this knowing that it's one out of three there might be a chance and everything is against, against us and we're actually a minority hey church I know one thing although we are a minority especially in, in Australia Christians is a minority but God plus one is a majority and I'm not giving up because he's not giving up. And he's not giving up on you tonight. Not now, not ever. And we can't give up on each other. Your relationship is important. But it's also important that we safeguard it. That we put the parameters there. And we recognize the different seasons that we are in. If you're single, season of preparation, become the right person. If you're in love and just met your, your guy or your girl, season of perfection. Put in those safeguards, limit your time and your talking. But also keep the season of purity. Even in, in the married life, keep your thoughts pure. Don't look at those things. Why? Because it's important for your marriage. I'm way over time and I'm sorry. But your relationship matters to us and to God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that, that everyone here matters. Their relationship matters to you. And Lord, I just want to pray for every person that, that needs healing tonight, that you will come and touch them in Jesus' name. Lord, maybe there's people sitting here that that just went through a horrible time in their relationships. I pray, Lord, that you come and heal and touch them. Make them brand new. Lord, maybe the little foxes came to steal too early. Lord, may you heal in Jesus' name. Make brand new in Jesus' name. Lord, for every marriage here tonight and every relationship, 
we surrender it to you. Lord, may we safeguard our thoughts and our feelings. May we walk in love together and place our hope in you, Lord, and commit our relationships to you. May you lead us in every step, in every way. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace tonight. Thank you that everyone here can experience that grace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Before I hand over to the worship team, I want to invite you to next week because they are married next week. And it's going to be like the steam coming out here, steamy, right? But it is important that you don't miss it. I know it's a weird Sunday to invite a friend, but invite a friend. It's going to be great. We're going to understand some new topics in the Bible. It's not going to be more graphic than that the Bible is. It's pretty graphic, but PG-13 graphic, but it's going to be so relevant for today. So I want to invite you into that space. And uh, if you're new, just remember, dinner is on us. Thanks, Michael.